0: Yay! I see it.
1: Are, are we live now?
0: It says so. I got my best oh. smile on.
2: <laughs> hey, there we go. All right. What about that music.
1: Well, let me get the get our banner.
0: I love this show, and I love the people who watch it.
2: We no, just love their patience, because we go through this every time. In a world of divisiveness, oh, there we, go. we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, <coughs> laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin.
1: Hello, hello, hello. I am the Duke of Norfolk.
0: Oh, that's impressive, Your Honor, Your Majesty. <laughs> um, I am Elmer Howard. I'm working on the technical side tonight.
2: Oh, and I'm just praying. Just call me prayers <laughs> if praying is doing the technical thing.
0: No show, you're right. That's, that,
2: that's right. <laughs> So now that you've you have broken the first joke of the night and made everybody laugh, Rain, right? you and technology. So t- tell me, do do you know? I have to tell you this story. I, when I, years ago I moved to Norfolk, Virginia, and the real estate agent was showing us this this house, and he was this very like cultured older southern gentleman. And he said uh, he's, and and out of nowhere he's like this deadpan showing us everything about the house we're looking at this is me and my ex and he goes do you know what the do do you know what they say at the local high school the cheerleaders and and, and I'm like no and he goes we don't drink we don't smoke norfolk 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 <laughs> almost we bought the house right there we just had to have it just because of the real estate agent
0: <laughs> that person's is probably in prison
2: <laughs> so anyways how are you this week mr elmer tell us your exciting news and what's going on with you
1: uh well as i texted rain 15 20 minutes before the show i says i'm laying on the couch hoping i die before the show starts i am exhausted seven days a week. I had six meetings to just today alone in the weekend. No days off, that's why I'm looking forward to turning off next weekend, sitting in your hot tub, Dr. Kevin.
2: You're welcome to come if you'd like for the weekend rain. You're always going somewhere.
1: I can see, see her face. She's already like, already like, what the hell is going on? Where's my invite?
0: <laughs> hello <laughs> just yes I, i'm trying to get out there this this year but i feel like i need to do something productive to get out there so if you can come up with some kind of invitation <laughs> i will come out there and
2: work okay well if you want more movement in your life you just need to read your t-shirt
0: Yes, prunes are sexy, <laughs> yes, making prunes making you run for breast cancer, yes, <laughs> and speaking of prunes
2: are sexy, you've got some exciting news for us this week as well.
0: Yes, it has been so exciting. I can't even keep up um, I know tomorrow starts like women's history Month, and I'm a woman, and you know at least that's what I've been told and <laughs> Yeah, you know, my husband probably would enjoy that being so. But um, I have been dabbling in wine for the last 15 years. And um, as of today, it has been 15 years uh, collaborating with a lot of different vintners and getting prune wines and the prune teeny and the dirty prune teeny. I actually created all of those, which is funny for somebody who doesn't drink, right? And um, it's been doing well, but I created it because... It was a fun thing, but then people started buying it and donating the proceeds to survivors, survivors' families, and breast cancer awareness events. So, of course, I kept it up, and I'm always collaborating with uh, vintners and vineyards and seeing who can come up with what. So, uh, today, as you saw, I released the uh, prune rose, which has yummy, like hints of watermelon and honey and a little florally and it's a a blend it's absolutely beautiful and i can't keep up with the orders right now so ta-da making history prunes really making you move
2: well we like all that movement i won't get in your way Um, (laughs) i i do have both a full bath and a water closet as well as a hot tub so anytime you want to come over uh,
0: I'll be there in a little bit.
2: Okay. Uh, so this rose, uh, so if people would contact you and they would mm-hmm. buy a bottle from you or the winery, and then the proceeds go to a breast cancer survivor. Am I get this correct?
0: Um, Kind of. They can go to a breast cancer survivor. Some people don't drink. Some people live far because the uh, vineyard that I'm working with now is like in Napa. And uh, people who live in, you know, on the East Coast, like you, you know, it takes it it gets expensive to ship. So they'll say, oh, I'll make a donation and you donate a bottle to a survivor or I've had people buy cases and donate it to a breast cancer fundraiser so they could auction it off. And most people don't even drink it. They ask me what it tastes like because they want to keep it for the label because I do a new label every year. I have an illustrator who does the labels for me and they think the labels are fine. But I'm like, you got to try the wine. It's, it's so beautiful. And every year it's beautiful. For spring and summer, I do rosé or grigio. And then for fall and winter, I do reds. So you got to try it because it's limited and it might not come back.
2: Well, because I was looking, I mean, I, I have some breast survivors in my life and I thought, you know, and they're wine drinkers. And I thought, you know what, maybe I'll, buy two or three or four bottles of it but i wanted to actually get it because i was going to give it to people that it would have meaning to
0: personally right right So that's what we do it for it started out as fun but as you can see And, you know, I own Prunes are Sexy Day, which is my birthday, which is coming up and I have something big for that. And um, anybody who does any kind of event on that day and has some kind of prune theme, the proceeds from that go to their shoestring breast cancer organization, wherever they are in the world.
2: Okay, so, uh, well, you know what, doing something big, Rain, if you ever did anything small, would have to call you a raisin instead.
0: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And they can't possibly compete. (laughs) And just so you know, my line of work is keeping Charmin in business. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing a movement for a reason. (laughs) Elmer's back there snoozing. He's like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> TJ's probably well, like, this is not the show I wanted to be.
1: <laughs> but before well, we ask Dr. Uh, Kevin about his special things, I, I do want to say something great that's happening. I am doing my first watch party for the film. I know, Saturday. I signed up. Uh, Will you be able uh, not, to stand for, for it? Not for this Saturday. Uh, oh. This Saturday, I'm doing a special test group um i have a think local group but i'm going to do more watch parties and you know i need to make sure that the the software that i'm using works well and works with multiple people and so i'm doing small groups and you know big get it i haven't even done the casting crew yet i don't want to because they're a bigger group so i want to make sure it works for the smaller group before i do the casting crew even so but uh yeah and i actually uh stan i did uh my first real test was with stan today he was the executive producer of loving martin he was the one that was um uh, the story he he had the story for that as rain well you both actually met Stan um, yeah I love Stan so he, he's great he he watched this and he was blown away he's like oh my god he goes it's like what a difference you know when you have actors who can act and when you have more money to do a film um <laughs> ooh, he was
2: ooh. yeah Did surprisingly you he... shade Ray? no
1: no no not her <laughs> not no me not case. me there's some shade I think there's some
2: shade in there
1: <laughs> oh that's somebody else it no wasn't actually me no because actually i showed i also showed uh stan the my director's reel where i use your monologue that we didn't get to use in the film and he said i wish we could have used that in the film so no it, not not about you <laughs> at all i want to see um, that
2: monologue where am i go- what am i going to see that monologue and ha-
1: they ha- haven't you didn't you you i you guys both watched my director's reel
0: yeah but i didn't, that was the monologue he didn't see the monologue he heard wow. my fabulous monologue that you made me memorize for four weeks
1: <laughs> you were the only one that had your minds memorized when you came to say oh i don't play with
0: other people's money i believe in getting stuff done getting in and getting it done so, so but
1: i can show the i can show dr kevin the raw footage at some point we don't have any you know edited <laughs> footage because we did, we ended up cutting that scene out there
2: we go so I'm going to do two quick things so we can get to tonight's guest before he rides away on a bicycle. Um, uh, riding or...
0: would, please, that would be just too elementary for this guest.
2: Wow, uh, So anyways, so I got a couple of quick things I'm going to throw out and then we're going to, we're going to let you miss, is it Miss Prune or is it Miss Sexy? Because prunes are sexy. All just let me know.
0: Above. All of the above, darling.
2: <laughs> so anyways, so. Uh, so, well, first of all, as foolish as it seems, I got my Doctor Who Tardis coffee mug in this week. That was very exciting for me. I know that, you know, for and look, it's got a lid to keep it warm and everything. So I, I have to tell you, because, you know, we just interviewed Vinny Tortorich. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is coming out this Sunday.
2: This yeah, Sunday. I'm doing a countdown. I got
1: not, not 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 today. A week from today. Sorry.
2: So, um, And then Vinny returned the favor and had me on his show this uh, last night. I did his Saturday night. I was on his show. So I just have to tell you this because, you know, I caught Vinny's attention because I was talking about all the work I do with ADD and ADHD. And, you know, my whole approach, you know, that it's a positive, it's not a disability and things like this. So we go in for the for this thing and he goes, so Saturday night, I do a shorter podcast, stuff like that, 20, 25 minutes. You know, uh, we're gonna try to stick to one topic. So we have ADD poster child here and ADD poster child on the <laughs> other side of the Zoom call. And an hour and 10 minutes later, he's like, I've really got to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> and let me see, we talked about everything about ADD as a gift to the places we got in trouble in school, <laughs> to uh, the decreasing population due to technology, to the birthing crisis in Japan, to, I, I can't even tell you. We we went so many places. I thought that I was going to look around and I was going to be on the Starship Enterprise. We just flew around so much, which is why tonight I am drinking Earl Grey pot. Like yeah, it. There Yay. we go. Yay! fun, fun, fun. You cannot get two ADD guys together and say we're going to talk about one subject. It just doesn't happen.
0: No, I've heard his podcast and yours.
2: Ah, You've been on mine. Yes. And and you need to come back. So, anyways, I'm going to let you start by introducing tonight's guest. We're going to find out if he's still there or if he rode off into the sunset doing like, I don't know, a wheelie on his cap with the, the, I don't know,
0: introduce him, Rain. Okay, you know what? I don't even know how to introduce TJ because I can't remember how I met him. I didn't know he was uh, a BMX guy. I mean, I knew who TJ, the BMX guy was, but I didn't think that was the same guy because I saw a musician and I was like, oh, this guy is local. And so we can jam together. But then I think we had a friend in common, Matt Goss, who's an amazing performer. And somehow I, I think I reached out to TJ on Instagram, like you guys know me, I don't know a stranger. And I said, we should jam together. And I was talking to a friend who's like, TJ Lavin, like you talking like on the Slurpee cup? I'm like, what do you mean on the Slurpee cup? Like at 7-Eleven? She's like, yeah, look, I'm like. So that guy is, he's a musician and he does like bike stuff. And then it like all came to me, but this guy, he's, he's the ultimate beast, especially for somebody like me. I'm a skater. I can't even ride a bicycle. I never learned. And here's this guy going nine feet in the air and doing like somersaults and wheelies and splits and all of these things like over the whole city and in all these countries. And then I saw him hosting a show. I'm like, okay, that guy is a superstar. And he's talking with me on like social media. So it is with huge pleasure. And I'm so honored to be on his journey with him, at least a small portion, and that he's on our laughing, loving, and alive journey because he's a great guy. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you. He doesn't even need an introduction. TJ, come on on and just tell him how great you are. Yay!
3: (laughs) Yay! Uh, Hello. Hello, hello, uh, hello. I'm just over here being great, you know.
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: Okay. I'm reading, your sh- I'm reading your shirt or I'm trying to read your shirt. Oh, uh, karma. karma. Action that has consequences, fate, destiny. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So was it your, so are, is it your karma to be a, a, a musical, a musician riding biker? Yeah, you know, I don't,
3: I don't, the thing is, I just don't say no. And I don't, I don't feel like I have any limits. Um, if, if I want to try it, I just go and do it. And, and if I, if I'm terrible at it, then I'll just keep going until it, it doesn't suck as bad as when I started. And then that's just keep moving, you know? So it, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not scared to try something. And that's all. So, I'm jack of all trades, master of none.
0: Not BMX. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I disagree with that bike <laughs> thing. Come on now. I mean, oh, I used to be trying right. to be there. I did pretty good. I
3: did pretty good at <laughs> okay. BMX. Uh, I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I won a lot of cool, cool contests and did a lot of cool things, and, and it was awesome. Um, but like, I, I had that slam in 2012.
2: Um, I think, or 2010, yeah, 2010. 2010. It was 2010. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So um, yeah, I had that really bad slam there and I actually forgot about it. (laughs) So then (laughs) then, uh, I just, I just said, you know, I probably need to hang this up. So I didn't ride as much since then. I've been kind of chilling out a little bit and and focusing more on, on, I was playing piano a lot. um, So I just focused on that. And then about three years ago or two two years ago, two and a half years ago, I um I picked up the guitar in, in Africa and I started learning how to play guitar. So now I like I really love guitar. I'm obsessed with it. So that's been my my hobby for the last two years is just I- playing guitar everywhere I go. Every ha- and, and it's crazy because we got into this quarantine thing now and everything is like you gotta you gotta be by yourself and you have to be away from people and you have to all this stuff. And when I go film, it's way worse. It's, it's like, cause you have to quarantine for two weeks when you get to wherever you're going. And like to be able to travel, you have to quarantine for like a week before you leave and you have to take tests every day. And it's just a mess. So really all I can do is practice on guitar, you know, it's perfect.
2: So my, so I've got two questions for you right out of the bat. One I knew I wanted to ask you before the show even started, but I'm going to start with the question too. You said you were you were over in Africa and you picked up a guitar. Yes. Okay. Have you ever tried playing an American guitar, and is it different, or have you stayed with the African guitar?
3: I I do. I have
2: uh, a lot of American guitars. <laughs> They're all the same. Uh, but
3: but it's so funny because. I never played guitar in my life. I, I, I always wanted to. And when I was in Africa, I was like really like far out there. I was in this place called Caledon and, and it's, it's just outside of South, Somerset West, which is outside of South Africa, um, outside of Cape Town. And uh, I was like, man, I got to go get, I got to go get a, find a guitar. So I looked it up online and there's a place called Hermanus, which is 30 minutes away. So I just drove out there, had the guy show me a couple chords, and then I took off. I, like, sent it. I just went there, got the guitar, came back, and started playing, slowly but surely. It was awesome. Uh,
2: so this is Laughing, Loving, and Alive. So if you think that I asked something to be funny, I probably did, because it's Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Dude, just can to you can ask me anything, in. man. Open book. <laughs> so... The, the question, when I read through your your biography or, or the stuff I found, because um, I'm, I'm not a BMX person. So right up front, I'm, I don't, what? I mean, come on. Hey, hey, hey. I will say <laughs> that in, in, what am I even doing th- here then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I can't ride a bicycle. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, cool.
2: I will say in my early 40s, I took up mountain biking. Uh, to, nice. to experiment with it, and I learned how to mountain bike actually in Colorado, and there were some serious mountains out there to do some mountain biking yeah. with. Yeah, I kept on having this thing about hitting the corner and seeing the drop, and i on going, "Do I really want to be doing this?" <laughs>
3: but yeah, anyway, yeah, I had no, that I same feeling. I just had that same feeling right
2: now. <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> me.
1: Oh, I thought you. <laughs>
2: This show. I'm like, I thought, oh. I thought like, right now
1: i just had this feeling what am yeah, i doing I'm sitting
3: here in my office and this thing looks like a cliff and i'm like dude do i really want to be here I'm i promise you i promise you i just had that same feeling riding horses in argentina and did you I was look- did you go ahead i was looking down at the cliff and i was like Dude, if this horse has a wrong step, it's lights out. See you later. Hey, thanks a lot for playing, but you're gone.
0: You know what I mean? It's
3: awesome. It was it was an amazing
2: experience. Oh, I love horseback riding. Uh I've done I've done more of that than mountain biking, but it's an incredible it just such a unity between like yeah. you and the horse and nature and you have this aliveness.
3: Uh, me too. See, I love it.
2: Speaking of aliveness, you had the accident in 2010 and they put you into a medically induced coma for several days. And yeah, this is Laughing, Loving, and Alive. And I wondered how was your relationship? Was your relationship with life changed when you got woken up out of the medical coma?
3: Mm, I think I might have been a little bit more conscious of the, the health care industry, you know, believe it or not. Um, it's, it's weird because when I woke up, the very first thing I thought of was how the hell am I going to pay for this, which is crazy. You know, I, 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 that's, that's, I mean, that is a real shame. Like you're in a coma for a couple of weeks. And, and the first thing that you think of when you come to is not, hi, how you guys doing? Oh, great. Oh, there's p- people that love me. Oh, I love you guys. And none, none of that. It was, how the hell am I going to pay for this? And and then I thought of everything that I owned in my life at the time. And I had like a couple of cool cars and like old school cars and stuff. And I, I love old cars. And I was like, well, I could sell those. I'll sell my house. And then I have a friend named Mike Lenzini. He's a filmmaker, fr- friend of mine. And I was like, I could live with Mike and I'll just sell everything I own. That's what I was thinking in my mind. And I was like, so, so when I thought of that, I said, man, well, I didn't even think about anything else, you know, any friends and family or anything like that, just my friend, Mike, and I'm just going to go live with him. And, and that was all I thought of is I'm going to live with him and sell everything I own to pay this bill. And that's a shame. You know, and I was like, man, I really don't like that, that I thought of that only, you know? So, so I was like, man, that really makes me wish that our healthcare was good in America. That's all. That's all I really wished.
2: <laughs> well, and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people talk about it not being healthcare, but sick care. And how much yeah. they, they keep it as just, just a way to, to make money and keep it funneling out. And, you know, I'm not a big, medical, I, I, part of the work I do in my practices is a medical intuitive and working with alternatives and helping people to find ways to get and stay healthy instead of trying to scramble afterwards to see if, you know, whether they're going to die first or go bankrupt first.
3: Right. And uh, that's the shame is that, you know, Americans are, are you know, we we have such a, a, an abundance of wealth that a lot of times with a different industries and different things. And it's just amazing that at any moment you're one sickness or family member's sickness or friend's sickness away from going bankrupt. It's crazy. Like America is like crazy. We got to be like way better than that. So that was what I thought of when I woke up. I was like, man, that's so weird that I thought of that.
2: Yeah. Well, we're we're a very wealthy country, but only about three to four percent of the Americans own ninety five percent of the wealth, so we're a very poor country if you take them out, and you know, and they're the ones that may not even have to pay their medical bills. So, anyways, I don't want to get, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Do you yeah, remember that's anything too big. about? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 It's okay. Um, was there anything you remember from being in the coma outside of coming back and going, "Oh my God, the bill!" Ah. Was yeah. It- <laughs> Were there any, uh, um, any thoughts or any yes, memories yes, that
3: came yes.
2: back? Um, I I
3: did. I, like I squeezed my girl's hand a couple times because we had this thing um, that you 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 squeeze the hand and everything. And I remember squeezing hands. And I remember waking up, and my mom saying like, "You can wake up, TJ. It's okay. You're not paralyzed." Because she knew that if I was paralyzed, it would have just crushed me. And I, I probably would have, I would have tried to go the other way, not woken up, you know? And, uh, and so she knew that. So she was like always saying like, you're not paralyzed, you can wake up, it's okay. And it was weird, I don't know. It's, it's, but she was right to say that. So then when I woke up, I had double vision and everything, I, I felt like there was 20 people in the room but there was only three or four. And it was a friend of mine who is a highway patrol guy now, uh, he's from Bulgaria. And he, he like says this really funny thing saying, how you going, mate? He used to think that, like, I took him to New Zealand with me. So he thought that it was like, how you going, mate? Oh, yeah, sweet, mate. Yeah, yeah. how they talk, you know? So he was like, he like he thought they were saying, how you going, mate? Like, like, how, how um, I don't know what he was saying, but he was saying something that was funny. And it was not even it. It was at all. He was not New Zealand at all, but he was saying whatever he was saying. And he was saying it with the Bulgarian accent, and that woke me up. So that was pretty cool. And and he's like such a good friend, and he 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 you know woke me up. It was pretty crazy.
2: So you know, you you lived the you you up to that point, we're living a kind of life where mortality may not have crossed your reality a lot. It was like you were you are a high risk liver. Did you find any of that shifted after you? A knew you could walk, and B figured out you could afford the hospital bill. Yeah. I assume you could afford the hospital bill.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I did.
2: I, like it, it
3: helped a lot. Um, you know, the UFC and Dana White helped me a lot too with the hospital bill, and also for the friend of mine that got hurt the the night before me in my backyard. Um, he he was in a coma as well. It's it's a weird, long, crazy story, but he got in a wreck in my backyard the day before me. And then we were side by side in the hospital the next night. So it's pretty crazy. It's a weird story that's very freaky and like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because I've never even seen anybody go into a coma before. And then both of us were in a coma together, 24 hours behind each other. And so it was pretty crazy. Like never have has anything like that happened in BMX where – two dudes that were just friends and then they were both in wrecks you know different wrecks same outcome like both in comas in umc one bed apart you know it's so weird wow so it was like weighing on my mind the whole day <laughs> i was sick i was sick with it i was like oh my god like what is tyler gonna do and all this stuff and then that night i wrecked And it was, you know, and I was in a coma right next to him in the bed. So it's, it's like, I had premonitions the whole way. I was scared to death. I was like the whole day. I was, I was weird. I called my mom on the way to the hard rock that night. And I was like, this is my last contest. I'm done. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. It's too much. And then went there, got in a coma. And that was it. I was right next to Tyler right there. Boom. So I decided so weird. So you just got to listen to your body. (laughs) Like you just got to know, like, you know, you got to know, but yeah, my, to to make a long answer even longer, I I definitely have changed my outcome or my look, look, you know, outlook on life and, 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 and safety and things like that. Like I try to take the easier road and the softer road for my head and for my family and for my people. I don't want to get hurt and, and have, and be a, a, a detriment to their fun. Cause I already did that. You know, I already had to have people take me to physical therapy and, and speech therapy and all this stuff that I had to go learn and, and redo and, and deal with. And they didn't, they weren't sure if I was going to live and things like that. So I just like, I don't want to put anybody through that anymore. So I, it's selfish for me to be as, footloose and fancy free, and not caring about a thing in the world uh to to just still live that
2: life is a little bit selfish if if you don't have to so my question do you because i've actually been teaching psychic development classes for over 30 years now it's just part of what i do and um do you listen to your intuitive now more? Do you recognize that there is something that is trying to keep you alive and functioning? Yes.
3: 100%. Yes, sir. I do for sure. Because it is real. Um, It's, it's a hundred percent real. There's no doubt in my mind that, that, that energy that is coming in and saying, yo, dude, like do, do not do this or don't or do this and, and, and take this route you know what I mean so it's it, I definitely listen to that yeah I'll I'll, I'll I'll lift the foot off the pedal a little bit more in a corner or something if I see like it's raining or well you know whatever it's just I, I pay attention to the little details that I'm not sure I would have paid attention to before
2: so I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this question but how? Has this experience made you a better version of TJ? <clears throat> um,
3: I don't know if it's made me better or 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 like it's it's definitely made me softer. Um, so I don't know if that's better or worse. But at the same time. I feel like I'm going to last a lot longer, you know, so it's that the, the rate I was going before, like I did a lot of dangerous things um, and, and things that weren't even BMX, like motocross, like I would ride dirt bikes at the track and, and, and jump things that I should had no business jumping, but I, I, I didn't have the skill level, but I had the guts to do it. Like some of the stuff that I did and got hurt for it but I could have gotten hurt a lot worse. So now I don't even touch it. I'm just like, "Hey, I'm good. So I just play music instead, you know, it's like something that's safer and it's fun.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I asked that question and I wonder, cause usually when something comes that is like a shot across the bow, a wake up call, something that jumps us up out of where we are and makes us more aware of ourselves, at some point we can look back and go these are the look at all the things that i never would have done or i wouldn't have had time to do or maybe i wouldn't have been open to do but there's something about a near-death experience or dying and coming back i've done that a couple of times in this lifetime where your the way you are in the world is different and it brings different things to you if mm-hmm. if that hadn't happened then you, you know, you might have gone on to stay in VMX longer, and next time maybe you wouldn't have been so lucky, or maybe there were opportunities that wouldn't have come to you because you would have been focused over here. And so I was, you know, and softer is softer better. I don't know. Is yeah, I don't better? either. Yeah, I don't no? know. I mean, I, I feel like you know, in some
3: cases it is. I I I definitely have always had a sense of empathy for a lot of things and, th- you know, everything from homeless people that I work with a lot to now I have like one of my best friends is is autistic. And, and I, I hang out with him all the time and tried to bring him into a lot of worlds. I brought him to actually the Matt Goss show with me and things like that, like walk the red carpet with him. So he was all excited and things like that. So I have two, now I have two, pretty good friends that are autistic and i i just i really like i I enjoy hanging out with them and and helping them and you know teaching them things and helping them and talking with them and you know stuff like that so it's like stuff like that that i i may may or may not have done before i got hurt that i was i wasn't so patient and and now it's like patience is definitely uh a stronger suit of mine than it used to be there's no doubt about it
2: so you have more access and are more comfortable showing your heart is what I'm hearing uh, yeah maybe I
3: I, I I don't I don't I was never ashamed of my heart before and I always had uh re- I felt really really sorry for certain people and certain things and things that I you know some like I had a kid named Kevin Houston, when I was a kid, uh, he was, in, he was uh, uh, in my elementary school and he was, he had, he was deaf. So he talked a little bit funny back then. I think he talks now, he talks fine and everything else. I don't know, I haven't seen him in 30 years. But when I, when I saw him, when, when he talked, like I would go home at night in kindergarten and I would cry at, at night at my dad, to my mom. And I was like, the kids are making fun of Kevin. And I just remember that like it was yesterday and I couldn't believe it. So I remember that kid and I was like, dude, that kid had a lot of empathy. Like I got it at a young age. You know, I really understood that that was really, that wasn't right. I didn't like that. And so I I was very proud of that kid. So, and I I was always that kid growing up. So if, if I was against the bully my whole life, I was against the, the underdog you know the person that was going to beat the underdog down i went for the underdog on everything and it was like that so i I, w- I was proud of that guy but this this one the the new guy is is even more involved and i understand that time is is so valuable and so when i give my time to the these friends that i have and these people that i hang out with and things like that like it matters um, to them. So I, I can see that.
2: I, uh, the more you talk, the more I suspect that you're one of my kids. Um, <laughs> I probably, do you ever come to Vegas? <laughs> I used to go oh, to dear. Vegas all the
0: time. <laughs> do you, Switching.
2: Uh, when I, when I, when I say, well, when I say you're one of my kids is because you know, I, I do a lot of work with ADD and ADHD, and, I, and, and I'm a poster child myself, and I call them all my kids because there's some part of us that never actually really grows up, but that sense of social justice, that empathy, that energy, that risk-taking, that mind that always is hungry to learn and expand, I'm going, he's one of my kids. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, which is a beautiful thing, because you know, I I I look at it as part of the evolutionary process, broadening the bandwidth of humanity, not a disease, disorder, or disability. And there you, I mean, I, I I'm not here to diagnose you. I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not diagnosing by saying this. But there are some ADD kids that may may be watching this right now or may say this, and they look at you and you're one of their heroes, mm-hmm. and that would make them feel okay like maybe there is a place because we they get bullied a lot by adults and by the system and by all sorts of things so maybe you are maybe you're not but I'm gonna think you are because you give me another role model to say hey see you can do anything look at that guy I'm 100% that I I
3: my attention and uh, you know ADD and uh, I'm definitely all of the above like I, I definitely had that. My growing up in class, it was so hard for me to stay focused on one thing for the entire hour per class. You know, I was like, come on, come on. you know, <laughs> it's like, that's impossible. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I definitely, I never, I never um, had a prescription for anything. I, I, I don't even drink. Yay! I don't do any drugs. Yeah. I never good, did anything like that. You. I've never, never smoked, never drank, never did anything like that. I drank, alcohol one time in my life um, when I was 17 that was it so like it's crazy
2: well but see you took all that extra ADD energy and you put it into the bike riding and the wrist and that stuff and this is how you channel it it's like Michael Phelps put all his ADD into swimming and went on to get you know ended up with all those Olympic gold medals and you know you know you get to be a hero for these kids that are being told that it's a disability, that there's something wrong yeah. with them and all of this stuff. And that's just such a load of crap. And it so is. I'm, you know, look at you. I mean, you're a great role model. You've done it all on your own terms and you picked yourself up, brushed yourself off when you've fallen. And so I, I want to see if either one of my co-hosts, I'll shut up long enough to see if they have a question. <laughs> Elmer. <laughs>
1: Not currently. I'm enjoying listening. To
0: <laughs> I know. And you know what? I just want to let you know, TJ, that earlier today, um, like after you post for people to check us out, all of a sudden, all these people were asking questions. If I can't catch it tonight, because I'm in another country, I need to go to bed. Where can I catch it? So answering people and people were private messaging me. And then this little boy who's like 10, he's fighting stage four. And he said, "I," he's like, I love that guy. He's he's my G-O-A-T, greatest of all time. And this kid has been fighting stage four for five years. So you're talking about a kid that's had cancer forever, right? And then some other kid was like, we are autism. That guy is a beast. And I started riding a bicycle because of him. We're talking about another kid who, because of cancer, had a leg amputated, but said that you know, saw you ride and thought they could still ride, and they do ride. So, I say that because I've been working in the cancer arena as a voluntary spokesperson and fundraiser since 1976. So, you know, it's not a buzzword for me. Um, but to see people who don't know me at all, they just go on and send me information and say, "Oh, wow, you know, great of you. We watch you, and then they watch me, and then they watch Dr. Kevin, and they go and look at you know Elmer's films and People finding each other who might not find each other in any other way to say, hey, these people are inspiring me to keep going. Because I, too, am a cancer survivor now and never saw that coming. Right. During all those years. Yeah, I am a survivor this year. This July 15th will be my 10 year anniversary. So um, for you. Yeah, thank you. Doesn't run in the family. None of that stuff. You know, same thing you hear that I heard for everybody else when I was out there being the spokesperson. But um, there's a soft spot in my heart because uh, Dr. Kevin and Elmer know I'm very picky when it comes to vetting people. I could be on the phone with someone and they go to the left. I'm like, yeah, you're not good for this show. Not going to happen. You know, you have a different agenda. And, you know, because Matt Goss I love him so much as a person. I mean, he's a great entertainer. And I just love him as a person. And I saw him say something about you about a year and a half ago. And so I started watching you. But like I said, I thought you were a musician. It's like the bike. Thing. Oh, he does the biking as a hobby. And then I saw you like over a mountaintop or something I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This is more than a hobby. Let me look into this. But the, pe- the things people say on your post that you inspire them, not just to to bike, but you inspire them to get up and live vicariously through you so they can live vicariously through themselves. That's why I wanted you on the show. I just thought you were a great human being. And the fact that you take time out with this stranger, which is me, but no longer me, because I just said, I'm coming to your house to jam sidebar,
2: yeah.
0: uh, shameless <laughs> beg. Um, but I just want to say thank you because I see a lot of people are sending me messages on um, Instagram now talking about that, you know, you're just such a great guy and how you've impacted their lives. And on behalf of me and Dr. Kevin and Elmer in this show, I want to say thank you.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I love it. I think it's awesome. I just, and I, I met you in, in downtown Summerlin that day. And then you told me that you were a singer, and I was like, "Man, she has a lot of flavor. I love this lady." And Thank and you. Matt was like, "Yeah, she's awesome. She's cool." And then so I I like when you said that, you know, would I do this? I was like, "Of course!" Like two seconds, no problem, done. So Thank i you. I'm up to be here, so it was awesome.
0: Thank you. I'll turn you back over to Doctor Kevin because t- trust me, he's going to get it all out of you tonight.
3: <laughs> I love it. No, it's cool. <laughs> He's
2: awesome. So,
0: um,
2: so tell us, because it's laughing, loving, and alive. Okay. What, are, what, what is something that you don't think makes anybody else laugh that makes you laugh? Well, that's easy. Uh, that's when somebody has a temper tantrum.
3: To me, that is the funniest thing that is possible. There's nothing funnier than when I see somebody having, losing it, just going crazy. Um, the, 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 The latest one that I've seen was like some video that some guy had the key to the trunk of the car. Okay. And the lady gets home and she shuts the trunk and he's in the window upstairs at his house and he unlocks the trunk. And then trunk opens, and the lady's like, "Oh my god!" So she puts all her bags down, and then shuts the trunk, and then and then she puts the bags back up, and as she starts walking, he hits the trunk, and the trunk opens up, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" She goes and puts the bag down, and she goes and slams the trunk down, and like her voice, I mean, you can, I didn't even hear her voice; I just hear the guys laughing in the in the window, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, and like. Hurt, then, then she kicks the car, and then she gets as uh, she's going away. The trunk opens up again, and so she goes back there, and he sets it off and he fixes it, and he makes it good, and everything's cool. And then she's like, "Okay," and then she like looks at it, and then he hits the trunk again, and then she's like, "Oh my!" God. So, like, like the the when somebody gets really really mad, it it makes me so laugh. I don't know why it, I find it so funny maybe it's because I get mad. It's like, if I get mad or something, I don't know, but I just think it's the most, it's the, it's the, it's the most natural uh, reaction or so whatever, you know, it's so funny to me. Like I, I just start laughing. And, and my friend who passed away, his name's Dave Mira. He was like best bike rider of all time. And, and, he and I would go golfing every day. We were in Hawaii together and we were at Turtle Bay and we're playing this most beautiful golf course you've ever seen in your life. And I couldn't care less about golf because I I'm terrible. So every time the ball goes out of bounds or whatever, I just laugh. It's like, whatever, who cares? And then as we're going, he's like, that's not golf, Dave. And he starts throwing the, throwing the clubs (laughs) at the cart. (laughs) And he's like, that's not golf day, but he's talking to himself. And he's throwing the clubs. And it's the funniest. I mean, you can't laugh any harder than I'm laughing at him. Like, I'm dying because he's just losing it. And, like, he don't care who's around. He's just mad at himself because he hit the ball out of bounds. And, like, those are the two, like, temper tantrums that I've seen lately
2: that I'm just like,
3: this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs>
2: I, I, I have to remember I, that. I do. Uh, I do some rooms on Clubhouse. I don't know if you're familiar with the the upcoming social media platform Clubhouse. Um, I Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really interesting. It is. Uh, they're doing a lot more uh, accountability, and people don't get to bully, and they have to use their real names, and they'll get thrown out, and it's invitation only. So if you don't know somebody in there, you can't get in. So they're trying, and it's all audio. Nothing's ever kept. Once the audio happens, it's gone. So it's not forever on the social media. And they just have like, it's like exploding. A lot of people are like, like Oprah went on and did something the other day on it and Elon Musk mm-hmm. and, you know, so they're, it's really ramping up, but, uh, I, but I'm, I'm loving it because it's a great platform. But the reason I bring it up is, uh, temper tantrums. And I was in a, I was in a room and oftentimes I've been around enough that people, when they see me in a room will bring me up to answer questions, even if it's not my room. And some mother was talking about what to do when her kid had a temper tantrum. Like she was struggling with like, you know, what do I do when my kid has a temper tantrum and how do you deal with it? And I've tried the quiet voice and blah, 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 blah. And I said, sit on the floor and throw a temper tantrum with them. You throw the temper (laughs) tantrum with them until they start laughing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Nothing funnier. Yeah. There's nothing. So um, now loving, what do you find in your life that you really are loving that would surprise people? Like, they'd be like, TJ loves pink fluffy, you know, slippers, whatever. But what, what is it?
3: Um, I didn't know that. Well, you know, it, it's funny that you say that, uh, because I have these, these slippers right here. These things. Yeah. They're the ugliest shoes that you've ever seen in your life. And I love them. Um, They're, they're called Hoka. They're, they're, mm-hmm. uh. They're their Hoka recovery sl- sandals, um, their slides. I wear them morning, noon, and night, no matter where I'm at, whenever. I wear them through the airport. I wear them everywhere except for my show. Like I'm not allowed to wear them on the show. But other than that, that's all I wear. Every day, all day. And my, my wife's like, when are you gonna get rid of those shoes? <laughs> And I've bought like probably like 10 pairs of shoes since I've had these. So for like the last three years, this is all I wear because I have plantar fasciitis Mm -hmm. in my heel. Okay. So I was running downhill, same exact trip that I started playing guitar. I was running downhill five miles, um, two and a half up, two and a half down in in Caledon. Africa, and I was running, and it and I had plantar fasciitis, so I couldn't walk. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, my, I can't walk! Like this, this hurts real bad." And and so I suffered in silence the whole trip. Finished the show, everything got handled. And when I came home, I was looking for something I could wear because I couldn't walk right. It was hurting, and these sandals are the only thing that felt good on my feet so i've been wearing them ever since i haven't put them down i probably bought three pairs of them and i just ride them that's it this is what i have it's so funny i even ride mountain
2: bikes in them (laughs) okay my my question (laughs) is next time you next time you get down a red carpet and a
3: you will see them
0: did we lose kevin i think we lost kevin he went down the i know what he was going i know where he was going with that and the answer is yes <laughs> yes <laughs> you'll have the one with your time i'm going to be looking for them too so you will
1: before we're you know we're, we're coming close to the end of the show and before uh one thing i wanted to hear about is is tell us about your show
3: oh okay cool um well i i have a show on on mtv it's called the challenge and um the some of the old school players and the and the legends of our game put together a new show called the challenge all stars and that's going to be on paramount plus soon so we just filmed that in argentina and in the andes mountains and it was so sick and and the the show is awesome we have everybody from mark long to ruthie to beth like all these old school people that were all on the real world challenge and the real world road rules challenge back in the day. And uh, and they're all battling it out at this age. It's awesome. And so it it, it turned out to be real cool. And and it was a, a, a little bit of a shorter shoot than we normally do, which is like a you know, two, three month shoot. And this one was only like a month and a half, but but the the amount of content that we got in that short of time is, is gonna be awesome. I can't wait for people to see it.
0: Nice. I'll be nice. watching.
1: So, so Rain, do you wanna take the last part of the question that Kevin didn't get to, to ask about alive?
0: Um, You know what, first of all, when I saw the accident and the coma, that was the alive part for me. And the fact that, you know, I, um, you know, being an advocate for cancer and cancer patients for so long, I've actually seen people in comas because I used to go in and sing to people at um, in hospice and in uh, you know, nursing homes and things of that nature. And sometimes when people come out of a coma, they are so bitter and they're just like, you know, why me or what, you know, I can't do what I used to do. Again, kind of a temper tantrum instead of being grateful that you came out of the coma and, you know, you're okay. And it, it, your family doesn't have to suffer wondering, you know, if you're going to be, Alive or you know your broken mess, will you remember, but the thing um t j and i i just i don't think this is a question. you were grateful before that happened, and you seem just as grateful and afterwards, like the fact that you said you didn't want to inconvenience your family and you know want people taking take you to therapy, and you know you didn't become needy and you didn't whine, you just you like brushed yourself off and just got back in the game, maybe not the same game, but the intensity of of what you do and how you treat others. And I know how much you love your wife and your daughter. I mean, I've been following them. Your wife, she's so beautiful and so sweet. And your daughter is just incredible. And I know you are grateful for those things. And I mean, maybe that's the reason why people are bitter when things happen. They don't have anybody to look to to say hey I love this person so much I'm glad I'm still around so you know may, was that it could that have been part of it or yeah of, of
3: course it could be part of it for sure I just I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be honest Rain I don't even know how to explain it like ever since I was a little kid like I said like I, I had this weird feeling that uh, I was supposed to do something and I wasn't sure what you know and and there's this um, do you do you know who Gabrielle Reese is? She was the volleyball player. Yeah. The yeah, most amazing person. Yeah, she is an amazing person, and she's married to this other guy named uh, Laird Hamilton, who's incredible, right? He's a big wave surfer, so he's really at one with the world and Earth, and he's just an amazing dude. But they 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 talk to me sometimes, and I I, I was friends with Gabby for a long time. And she would like be like, listen, like, you're a very old soul and you, mm-hmm. you, you get it Lavs, And and like, she called me Lavs, and she's like, you get it. And, and, and she would stay here all the time and she would like go and practice with Tiger, um, at Bush Harmon, like play, play golf because she was going to be a pro golfer. And it was crazy because during those times she would come and stay here in my guest room and, and then her and I would go eat. Chinese food and and talk and like it was so cool because she like really got it and and she understood what I was talking about and she was like yeah we're all connected and I was just like really she goes yeah like so she would like call me and say "Uh, you know TJ I I feel like I needed to call you right now and I was like I was just thinking about you Mm -hmm. you know and so like that Mm -hmm. so her and I were connected like that first and I, I I understood it you know and I got it, and, and we've just we've been real like she's like my sister. We're like the best of friends, um, and we have been our whole lives. We don't even we'll go like a year without talking to each other, and then it's like we never left. You know?
0: Yep. So it's well, TJ, so cool, I know.
1: But...
0: I want to talk to you for like another hundred hours. Elmer's probably going to give me the boot in what thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, about that. I got to okay. figure out. I got to figure I'm out so how to do this.
3: Sorry, I'm long winded, man. Sorry, <laughs> no, I right. love you know. it.
2: I love so, it. So now that I'm back, there was two things that, that TJ said as Elmer's figuring something out. Okay. I heard him said something earlier about, when am I going to be in Vegas? And then I just heard something about guest room. So I'm putting those together. <laughs> and I'm going to take it as an invitation. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the Lavin Residence. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, we would have some very
0: interesting. Oh my God, that's hilarious! You're acting like well, me now. I have now. a couch
3: right here. I have a couch right here. I'm down to go lay on it. Do you want to come in here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, a, know where are we is? at? Ten seconds.
1: Can you hear me? All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ten no,
1: seconds. Like, okay. well, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we're going to be able to hear the <laughs> hear the music. Let's do uh, yes.
2: Right. So, so next Sunday, there's going to be a special edition of Laughing, Loving, and Alive with Vinnie Tortorich, yes. uh, pre-taped show. And then who's our guest in two weeks?
0: We have Miss Cody from, she's in the UK. She had stage three cancer and she invented lashes for women who had chemo that couldn't keep them on. She is incredible. You're going to love her.
2: We'll see if we can get a pair for TJ. Just so yeah, thank you. you know. hey. hey, you know, I've I've got you covered here, TJ. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank you. Are we going into sign about- out? I don't know. I-